This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Wednesday, January 19th, and this is your 4x5 episode. Four writers from NBC Sports Edge for five minutes each. We're going to discuss the fallout from the Miles Turner injury in Indiana, a handful of rising young players, one very aggravating front court, and more over the next 20 to 25 minutes as we welcome in Ryan Knaus. Ryan, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Matt. I believe that I will be discussing the very aggra- aggravating front court, unless there's another one I don't know about later on the show. Nope you are you are in charge of aggravation today. Please. Have at it. Yes, unfortunately, I think I'll be effective in that role. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Kelly Olynyk, who's nearing a return. And initially, I was like, oh, this will be optimistic. You know, here's another pickup. He's currently rostered in 51% of Yahoo leagues. So it seems like people are kind of on the fence. He does have the vibe of like a mediocre pickup, but still a viable player. You know, digging deeper, that's about as much as I can say. Oh, Linux himself Ouch. is a mediocre pickup, and, I, you know, he's not going to have a positive impact on Isaiah Stewart. Trey Lyles is probably toast. He's been the most dropped player on Yahoo each of the past two days running. No surprise there. But, you know, Isaiah Stewart without Olenek in the lineup hasn't even been very good. Lyles had a, a little bit of streaming value, but that's about it. Olenek coming back, I mean, what is he doing for your fantasy team that you can't get elsewhere or at least get someone with more upside to fill a roster spot and one knock against Olinick, which i hadn't realized he's shooting 60 percent from the free throw line this season on three and a half attempts so that's a career high attempts and easily a career low from the line his previous worst was 68 percent uh back in 2014-15 he's 60 percent this season well down from his career average so you'd think that can come up but just overall, I don't see the appeal. He's not going to share the court with Isaiah Stewart or Trey Lyles for the most part. Isaiah Stewart and Kelly Olynyk, for instance, have spent 25 minutes total on the court together. Hmm. They have a negative 32 net rating in that in those minutes. Okay, not good. And so forth. I mean, Isaiah Stewart and Lyles have spent 50 minutes together with a negative net rating. Olynyk and Lyles, 99 minutes with a negative net rating. Now it's the Pistons. Everybody has a net rating, but particularly bad with those two center lineups. Now you've got Jeremy Grant coming back. There's just a lot going on in that front court. And with a three center rotation, none of whom are particularly good, even with more minutes, it's a situation that I'm trying to avoid. Okay. Well, what about this? I mean, we know that Jeremy Grant has been in trade rumors. So if he's shipped out, that I assume changes everything for you in an instant, right? If he's dealt? (laughs) Yes, of course. Okay. That's part of what what I was saying is, so Jeremy Grant's gone. They're going to bring somebody back in. So is that more of a threat? Olenek plays 90% 90 of his minutes have come at center. Stewart, Uh 100% center. Lyle's 72% center. What it's going to take is more than Jeremy Grant being traded. It's going to take Kelly Olenek being traded, say. I don't even know if Lyle's would would make a difference. He was out of the rotation early this season. And Olenek and Stewart were basically in a value-killing timeshare. So 
I, I fear that that's what we're setting up for again. The only thing that can really break this open would be an Olenek trade or potentially Beef Stew being unleashed down the stretch. But uh, it remains to be seen if that will even happen at this point. We thought that coming out of the gates, he might have a bigger role this season. And yeah. it just hasn't hasn't manifested, even with Olenek on the sidelines, like I said, for the past month. I think you're... I, I feel like you're only seeing the downside when it comes to Olenek and you're just forgetting the magical run he had in Houston. I mean, this guy was <laughs> one of the all-time silly season superstars last year, putting up first-round value down True. the stretch. Are you just... You can't picture a scenario where that same history repeats itself in Detroit for Olenek? No, I can. I mean, it's another bad team that needs production. They can't score. We saw we saw that happen again last night uh, versus, the, versus the Warriors. They do need him. There's definitely a path to some value here. I'm just kind of, you know, and again, a, a mediocre sort of tepid pickup recommendation. If he's out there, which he is in 49% of Yahoo League, yeah. I'm, for gra- I'm for grabbing him. Like I said, yeah. Trey Lyles was the most cut player recently. Hopefully you were making that swap. You know, with so many hot free agents, you could pick up Goga Batadze and win blocks for the next couple of weeks, potentially. And there are guys with greater short-term upside. So if you're streaming, Olenek is just kind of meh for me. But if you're mm-hmm. looking rest of season and you, you know, maybe a deeper league and where you can still scavenge him off the wire, there, there's some sense to that. And you're right. I mean, that that magical second half run with Houston is has left an indelible mark but i think that all is lives. unrealistic i don't i don't think we'll ever get back there yeah i'll, I'll never be the same but and by the way i mean the the other one thing i'll say about Olenek is it's frustrating as the free throws have been we're still talking about a guy who's averaging 1.4 steals 1.4 threes and 0.7 blocks before the injury so i mean there's something there but i i get it like tap the brakes a little bit let's not let's you're saying keep our expectations in check i'm saying let's shoot for the moon so why don't we why don't we end somewhere in between and call it a day all right i'll pick him up now and trade him to you for for perfect more more than he's worth thanks matt i will i will eagerly await uh that trade offer all right go get that done uh i'll talk to you soon yeah okay i was waiting for you to say bye okay good now we got it bye (laughs) all right raf is here raf how are you man doing well you I'm good. And Ryan brought up the, the first name I think you wanted yeah. to talk about today, which is incredibly convenient, Goga Batadze. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, he's 12% rostered in Yahoo Leagues right now. And that percentage has increased over the last couple of days. Obviously, the Miles Turner injury, thinking is that he's going to be out until the until after the All-Star break, most likely a foot injury. Mm-hmm. Batadze is now back in the rotation. And he played very well in that Monday defeat to the Clippers. 17 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, and a three-pointer in 25 minutes. And I think what was interesting about that was the fourth quarter, he and DeMontis Sabonis were on the court for pretty much the entire period. And Batadze, seven points, three rebounds, one assist, one block shot, and one three-pointer in that fourth quarter. He played all 12 minutes. Wow. I was, I'm a bit skeptical on Batadze just because the, the overall body of work just hasn't been there. For one, there's been a log champ, you know, between Sabonis and Turner. There's only so many minutes that a guy like him can pick up. Now there's a there seems to be a little space for him to kind of move in there and provide some value. You know, Ryan mentioned block shots. That would probably be the one area you're looking at for sure. But I kind of feel like people need to uh, exercise some caution here because I, I've long been a, a critic of the uh, two big man system that the Pacers have been using. I think – Back in December with the trade reports about breaking things up, starting to rebuild, I think they're starting to realize that 
at least in terms of the bids that they have, it may not be a tenable situation. But obviously, with Monday's results and, and what they did together between Batazzi and Sabonis, Rick Carlisle is at least willing to play two bigs, continue to play two bigs despite not having Turner. I think he's a pickup, but I'm not too sure about what caliber of league we're talking. Are you talking deep league, standard, or even your even most competitive leagues? You know, My opinion is I think he's a pickup everywhere right now, and Wednesday's game against the Lakers will be hugely telling. I think if we see Batadze get those 25-plus minutes again or something they're they're in thereabouts yeah. uh, i'll be excited if we, you know if he goes to like 12 16 minutes i'll be bailing i think that's how i feel about it because was that game a one-off that that good game you mentioned because to me the scarcity of blocks makes him worth a flyer on alone right i mean this is a guy who per 36 minutes this season has averaged 2.3 blocks and 1.8 steals by the way and for his career he's 3.2 blocks per 36 minutes in his limited chances so I don't know. I mean, if for some reason they decided it's go time and we're going to play him 25 plus minutes, he's going to be an ad everywhere, I think. Yeah. In terms of you, it's funny that you mentioned tonight's game against the Lakers. And it's like if Kurt Rambis has his way based on earlier reports, Batazzi could be in for a big night because one of the rumors is that Rambis has suggested playing DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard more. I fail to see the logic in that. <laughs> what year is it? But if they want to do that, if they want to do that, I think Batadze could be in for a solid night fantasy-wise if they want to play those two bigs again. Yeah. All right. Well, so if you're hearing this on Wednesday, yeah, pick up Batadze, stash him away, and let's see what happens. If you're hearing this after Wednesday, check that box score and then run to Adam if you had a good game. Uh, I think you wanted to uh, transition out to Golden State in our remaining 90 seconds. Jonathan Kaminga is now a must-add. Ooh. Yeah. Over his last four games, 17-1-8 points, 6.8 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 0.8 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.53 pointers per game. He's shooting 50% from the field. Um, yeah. Free throw percentage, 68.2%, not great. But I think the offensive production that he's brought, especially with Draymond Green out, pleasant surprise because you remember the pre-draft process is, is highly talked about he was as a um, – Athlete and defender, the offense was thought to be a step behind. He's making some impressive strides. And with Steve Kerr saying last night after the win over the Pistons that Kaminga is going to start for as long as Draymond is out. And it's quite clear that we now we now have identified that target in the post-Draymond Green. And not really post-Draymond, but while he's injured. Because Otto Porter provides some value. Andre Godala is going to be in their plans, especially if he's healthy. But now we've got a situation where someone has clearly separated themselves, at least in the eyes of Steve Kerr, and Kaminga's a must-add for that reason. Yeah, and I mean, look, the report on Draymond on on our player news page, as of Sunday, was he's out at, le- at least two weeks, and at yeah. least is the operative uh, clause there, because we know the way the Warriors do things, and with the good win-loss record, they're not going to rush him back. Mm-hmm. They're not going to risk aggravating that. Agreed. So, could be several weeks of Kaminga, Raph. Um, I'm excited about it. He he's looked impressive, so good stuff. Yeah, thank you. All right, and look at that. The alarm. Oh, there you go. It just went. (laughs) Yeah, we're. Some days it's too loud. Today's one of those days where it's too quiet. Incredibly finicky, incredibly finicky creature. This alarm. Thanks, Raph. Thank you. All right, we have two more writers to go. First, we're going to take a very quick break. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The NFL playoffs are here, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It is easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Wednesday's free NBA Pick and Roll Contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we are highlighting matchups between the Celtics and Hornets, Nets and Wizards, and 76ers and Magic. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. And speaking of now, we're going to welcome in Making his debut here on a Wednesday episode, Noah Rubin and fellow Atlanta Hawks fan, Noah Rubin, I should say. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, Matt. Uh, how about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm told that you may actually be wearing a Cam Reddish jersey underneath underneath your sweatshirt. And uh, this warms my heart and saddens me at the same time, given recent events. Yeah, I can confirm I am wearing a Cam Reddish shirt underneath the hoodie. It is the Atlanta Hawks Cam Reddish shirt. I don't have a Knicks one. Don't intend to get a Knicks one. No. But no, no, definitely no. saddened about it. Uh, about him leaving, but happy that he'll get another opportunity somewhere else. All right. So you, I believe, wanted to talk a certain uh, Atlanta Hawk who's taking advantage of an opportunity right now. So tell us your thoughts on Yeka Okongwu. Absolutely. Well, any value Okongwu can provide is based off Clint Capella not playing heavy minutes or not being in the lineup at all. And right. Hawks GM Travis Schlenk said on 92.9 The Game that they're hoping he could return this weekend. So at minimum, next two games, no Capella, potentially longer. Um, it's already been six games with no Capella, um, and he's kind of been banged up all season, uh, not really in shape a lot because of COVID, because of off-season surgery. Um, but Okongwu is only 15% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, from the field this month, he's shooting 81.6%. And then just against Giannis and the Bucks, he had 12 points, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, and three blocks. He's had at least a steal in four straight games. He's averaging two blocks over the last four games. And they say he's undersized. Um, he was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm 6'8", but I'm 6'10 with shoes on. I play with shoes on all the time. I don't yeah. know why people call me undersized. I'm 6'10". So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's kind of getting a reputation as like Giannis Kryptonite, which is just <laughs> fascinating. And I mean, look, he does look undersized next to Giannis. I will say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, per 36 minutes, we're talking about a guy now averaging 14, around 14 points per game, nearly nine and a half boards around a steal and two blocks. And 
I mean, I, what are your thoughts once Capella is back? Because I think there are some who are who are thinking, well, I mean, I've heard Steve Alexander say this, for example, the Hawks are going nowhere, they're done, you know, it's time to play the kids. I don't think we're really there, and I think Okongwu goes probably strictly back to like a backup role once Capella's back. Is that what you're imagining too? Yeah, if Capella's back and healthy, I imagine the Hawks are going to start him. They're here to compete for the playoffs. That's kind of what Travis Link said at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of last season. Uh, right. But if we're looking really far ahead, Capella's eligible to be traded in the offseason, and the Hawks have been rumored to do Ben Simmons, like be interested in a Ben Simmons trade. If Ben Simmons doesn't get moved, and they end up trading for him in the offseason, I don't think they trade for him and have two of the worst free throw shooters in the league on the court at the same time. Uh, but I think that opens up a lot for Okungwu in the future. Yeah, like definitely as a spot start if Capella's ever out, which has happened a lot this year. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think you also had uh, some thoughts on Jonathan Kaminga. Do you have anything to add beyond uh, what Raf and I said or anything to respond to there? He's been excellent. I think him being the starter whenever Draymond's out, at least for the next two weeks, bodes really well for him. But like you guys said, the Warriors aren't going to rush him back. They also may rest him at random times throughout the season. Uh, Kaminga is mm-hmm. one of the youngest guys on their roster. They have a lot of old guys. I think Kuminga, even after this next two-week stretch with no Draymond, he can still be a nice option if they ever just kind of want to rest Draymond, and he'll be a starter. I uh, saw the numbers he's been putting up, and Steve Kerr compared him to Sean Marion, and that's a pretty good comparison wow. for a rookie. So, <laughs> Sean, he doesn't have the Sean Marion uh, jump shot form, though. He's got to work. His, his shot prettier. looks... Uh, way too yeah way too conventional to be compared to sean marion okay we got about a minute and change left and uh lastly i think you've got a little josh giddy on your list yeah uh coming into the nba draft josh giddy was seen as like a ben simmons type guy and that he kind of did a little bit of everything uh but couldn't shoot the ball very well and probably also had a little bit to do with they're both australian but recently he's actually been a pretty good free throw shooter since we went into 2022 He's been shooting over 40%, I think 41% uh, from behind the arc, but he's shooting 4.9 attempts per game. So he's adding two threes a game uh, to your fantasy teams, and he's also shooting it at a high clip. And on the season, he's 28.9%. I think the past two months each, he was below 30%. So it's a nice addition to his already well-rounded game. Uh, There's not a ton of weaknesses as a a fantasy asset for him. Um, I think if you're hunting free throws he's uh fourth round value so that's pretty good for a rookie wow. uh playing alongside yeah. shy gilgis alexander he's not the best defender but um mark i forgot how you say his last name but their head coach Dagnall, um, yeah. Dagnall, yeah said that he's comfortable starting him because of shy's improvement on the defensive end so i, I think giddy's here to stay the rest of the season i don't think that was ever really in question but now he's shooting threes and that's dangerous yeah, he looks legit, and he's he's kind of surviving the subpar free throw three free throw percentage and high turnovers. So ridiculously impressive stuff from a guy who recently turned nineteen. Noah, thanks, man. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Okay, one man standing. His name is Jared Johnson. Jared, how are you? I am good, sir. How are you? Good, sir. I'm I'm well, sir. Thank you. How many different ways can we, we respond to the how are you question? <laughs> that's what we do here. That's that's what this that's what this episode is all about. Let's uh let's build off what Raphael was saying. Okay uh, with Indiana. Please. So Gogo Patadze, he's the clear uh ad if if when the Miles Turner news broke, just to rephrase, he's not gonna play through the all-star break, he's dealing with a stress reaction. That's a very bad injury. This could yeah. be kind of season-ending kind of injury if it gets bad enough. So there's three centers. 
we talked about one. I'm going to talk about the other two. Um, okay. Isaiah Jackson, mm-hmm. he is their rookie. I've talked about him before, but just quick recap. He has immense shot blocking upside. He tied the Las Vegas Summer League record. Uh, I believe he had seven in the in the Summer League finale. He also averaged 2.6 blocks in just 28 minutes per game during his uh, one-and-done season at Kentucky. And he was also explicitly mentioned um, in that earlier report from Shams indicating that when Indiana was shopping Miles Turner, that they were doing so explicitly to get more minutes to Isaiah Jackson. So if you happen to miss out on Goga and you're in a 12 deep team or 14, you know, beyond, uh, I think that Isaiah Jackson is a good uh, second target to go after. Now, if both those guys got taken, I've got another option for you. And uh, you were talking earlier about Kelly Olenek's run that is fondly remembered by some folks. I'm sure a lot of folks also fondly remember last year's incredible one from O'Shea Brissett. This run also coincided with Miles Turner going down. And I think it was the last 15 games, basically a solid month uh, of last season. He closed out the year with averages of 13.3 points, 7.1 boards, 1.9 triples, 1.1 assists, 1.1 steals, 1.6 swats, and just 0.6 turnovers per game on 45.9% shooting. So those are two names. Uh, is there is there anyone out of those two that, that stick out to you? Yeah. I was watching some Isaiah Jackson uh, G League footage, and this guy is not just a shot blocker. He has he has like ball skills. He can he's got a jump shot. He what what an intriguing prospect. I think my only question is, are the Pacers really going to follow through and give him consistent playing time? Because if that guy's if that guy's if you tell me that guy's going to get twenty five plus minutes in the second half, I'm stashing him everywhere. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't really believe it, and I haven't really acted accordingly, but. Definitely a wildly intriguing 20-year-old prospect there. So, yeah, I've prioritized Batadze, but I think both of those guys should be on people's radars, especially in deeper leagues. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I picked up... I think I got... I think I beat everyone to Goga, except for Brad got me in the company league, so I went with second choice. I'm so dumb. (laughs) I I passed on him that morning. I was sitting there like... You passed? Yeah, I did. I was like, I'll wait and see. And I was like, you know what? Do you ever do something like, this is dumb? I'm doing something dumb right now, but I'm going to do it and I'll probably regret it. And that's and then I saw that Brad Adam and I was like, what's wrong with me? So I'm still upset. I do that uh, regularly. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving, uh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, we, we got about a minute left. So let's let's fly through this next cool. one. Cool. Let's, let's get to uh, Chicago. My boy, Alex Caruso is expected to return to the floor today. Mm-hmm. He is uh, rostered in 53% of Yahoo League. So uh, in shallower formats, he might still be floating around on the waiver wire. And this is why I think that you should go out and grab him. Four dimes, 1.1 triples, a mere 1.5 turnovers per game to go with an elite two steals uh, in 28 minutes a night this season. And um, I think that he could see a little bit of a extended run and, and just overall more opportunity tonight with both Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine mm-hmm. out. So I, I think that you'd go out and get him. That's that's first. Yeah. But I'm a little bit nervous about how he's going to impact uh, both Kobe White or 
Ayu Dasunmu. I don't know which one is going to get hurt yeah. worse because there's a ton of overlap between minutes. Like here's here's their minutes. So Ayo 5% at point guard, 73% at the two spot, 22% at small forward. I heard the alarm. Uh, Caruso is 27% at uh, point guard, 69% at shooting guard, 5% at small forward, and White is 98 and 2. I know that they need White scoring. Yeah. Uh, but Zach Levine's also out. They need those minutes to fill. Where do you Man. see this impacting those guys? This is the four by five episode. Dasunmu had an actual four by five the other day. Just an absolute beautiful monster. I think it was 15, 10, and six with five steals and two blocks. As you like to say, Jared. Incredible. Pay this man his respect. That guy, <laughs> that rookie can play. I can't believe he's the 38th pick in the draft. I think yeah. I want to be- I want to live in a world where Dasunmu can still produce when Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine are out, and that's the world I'm choosing to live in on Wednesday. I think we're going to add in Raf for the last word, though. Maybe Raf has some thoughts on this Bulls situation. Raf? Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in Io Dasunmu personally, and you know he mentioned yeah. the, the lines he's put up. I think he's put up back to back double doubles, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, it was a points times and then points towards. Yeah, you know Kobe White can be a bit hot and cold. Uh, with the scoring, and that's his main attribute. So, if I'm if you're going to ask me, pick up Caruso and drop which one? I'm going to drop Kobe White personally because you may get a 20, 25 point game. But the other things that this team mm-hmm. brings to the table, they they're already trusting him with some really tough defensive matchups too. So yes. you think about the combo of Dasunmu and and Caruso defensively. That could be a Man, real good head cracker there for opposing teams and. I did mention that in this week's rookie sophomore report too. So yeah, ooh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that. I agree on why. It, by the way, the Bulls are one of those teams that, as a fan of an Eastern Conference team, I resent and really like at the same time. Like I'm, I'm so <laughs> jealous of that Bulls squad uh, during a frustrating season so far for the Hawks. That's a fun They've team. They've been impressive, man. They've yeah. been impressive. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here every weekday throughout the season. I want to say thanks to all of you for listening and for watching live with us. And thanks to all of our writers, Ryan, Noah, Jared, and Raf. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Adios. Yeah. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.